do 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 Manamana do 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 Manamana. We have different ideas of how that beat goes, I think. I think so. Could you turn up the headphones a little bit? Turn my headphones up. How's that? Better? Uh yeah, maybe a little too loud now. Well get your shit together, Chris. Your your ears are will adjust. I have very sensitive ears. Well, maybe... Comes with the territory, okay? Maybe, you know, it's time for them to buck up a little. Whoa. Huh? Little, whoa. little snowflake ears. Don't yeah. you talk to little, my ears like little that. Little snowflake All ears. I'm saying is that Sir? It's, it's a hard world. We out here, we got all types of um, loud ears. things. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> we, we got to be ready for it. Because if we're not ready for it, our enemies will be, and they'll win. <laughs> and so do the damage now. Take the bitter pill. We're strengthening our ears for the revolution. Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. Yeah. It is yeah. going to be loud, probably. It is probably going to be very loud. <laughs> it's probably going to be too loud. I'm going to be walking around everywhere with fucking earplugs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, I, like, keep it down out there <laughs> with your Molotovs and your... I agree with the revolution, but I said, why does it have to be so why loud? Why does it have to be well, so loud? This actually... Um, it reminds me of my ex-boyfriend, and just to do that whole uh, uh, Bernie discourse about how you technically agree with him, but you ju- but you don't want him to yell yeah, so I much. Yeah, I think the revolution is, it'll be is for, like, noble. I agree with its aims. I just yeah. don't agree with its loud tactics. Yeah. I, you know, I... I there's been something I, I need to talk to you about, David, and yeah. that oh. article you wrote about sort of soft jacketing some cases of rape Man, way I back did not in the day what the fuck but in terms of uh things being too loud you know this is honestly why i developed the uh havana syndrome gun yes you know? oh yes um, tell us about this this is very exciting chris yeah so um i have this novel technology uh-huh. that um uh, you know the the cia you know has um been falling victim to and it actually turns out to be really easy i basically took a microwave oven uh-huh, and uh-huh. i attached it to a wi-fi antenna okay. and you know like one of those really directional ones right right yeah yeah, yeah. bango that's bango it. That's, that, it. that's pretty much it okay so it was that easy it was that easy yeah. and you know people are getting tummy aches they're getting weird migraines and they don't know why but i do do you do you have it with you right now um it's actually being stored in a um secret um facility uh that i am uh, not at liberty to talk about right now okay well that's very exciting but don't worry uh it's only being used against the worst people on the planet oh all right you don't you don't have to worry about it and i trust you completely yeah Yeah, well to handle that responsibly yeah. yeah and you know i'm i am your representative could, of uh the this horrible microwave technology <laughs> could could you give me havana syndrome right now oh i wouldn't i, mean, but, I could but yeah i, I wouldn't but you, you wouldn't know. okay no. well no, that's okay. good like, to know that's good yeah, to know no. it's uh it's a very real thing yeah that of course. uh is certainly not made up at all no uh and, and i've never had a headache or tummy ache while traveling <laughs> not once in my life not, not even a little bit uh you know you know what struck me as sort of uh this morning i i was thinking about trump and I was like, it's sort of weird that Trump is like a Christian at all and like did the whole Christian pageantry. I mean, he's Republican, so you had to do it. Yeah. Remember when they like laid hands on him? Yeah. Like in the yeah, Oval that Office? Yeah, was very cool. Yeah. Uh, I think Trump, though, like most aligns with like Mormonism, but only if he is Joseph Smith. Or, right. Because, see, I put him as a Scientologist. See, I think he's Ooh, totally yeah. the kind Just of guy. Just pure, rich, grifter. Uh, Vibe. Yeah, that 
That's true too. But he, I, he isn't he exactly the kind of guy that's like, no, trust me, I had this hat and these stones. I found them in the woods, that's and true. I put, I put them in the true. I put them in the hat, and I only I can see them because of the grace <laughs> and you know just like this angel came to me in the forest. They they're always coming to me in the forest. These angels, uh, the, I, I don't know why. I just I guess they just like me there. I'm I'm the chosen one. <laughs> he he. Joseph Smith was a grifter. I mean, I, one of the greatest grifters in American history. So committed yeah, to I the think bit. That's yeah, absolutely committed to the bit. And that's the thing you got to commit. You do. You got to commit. Some people say. I have the best tablets. Moses, <laughs> Moses, Moses, he had tablets. They were they were stone, minor gold. I have golden tablets. <laughs> Everyone's oh, saying they like them much better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I was thinking about renaming the podcast. What do you guys think? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, okay. All right, let's workshop some, yeah. some ideas. What are you all thinking? Right, I'm thinking referential. Ooh. Oh, okay. Like as yeah. a title? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like okay. people say, like, you know, if something is like meta. Like right. Oh, yeah, I see where yeah. you're going with this. I or see where you're maybe going. feta. <laughs> yeah. Which is um, a cheese that David really likes. I don't care for it quite as much, yeah. but he yeah. really likes I, feta. I can, I can destroy some feta. Yeah. Um, uh, or. The meta cinematic verse. Yeah. <laughs> Um, perhaps uh, the most devastatingly destructive digital platform that's ever been invented by man or beast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or a uh, um, uh, uh, podcast vaguely named off of a John Kennedy novel that none of us have read. John Kennedy? Do you mean uh, Neil Stevenson? Or uh, Stevenson? Was it yeah, no. Neil Stevenson. Yeah, he no. created uh, uh, oh, Snow I Crash. You might, I thought you might be talking about the metaverse as. Oh, yeah, as there is that. No, I was thinking yeah, about okay, Iron, okay. Uh, the, the old oh, name for this of show. Course, yeah, we, right. We've all read Snow Crash, right? The three of us? I've not I read, read it in college. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I got bored. There's too much shit about like. Uh, leather kimonos. I, was, <laughs> I, I can't. I got. I loved past Snow Crash when I read kimonos. it in undergrad. Yeah, I read it for some anthropology class, yeah. and I really loved it. Yeah, I think I think that everybody but YTs uh, being a minor and being an object of sexual uh, uh, drive and oh, desire. God, I don't even remember. It yeah, well no. Remember yeah, that. no. That, that was a little sus. But the rest of the book was quite captivating and like really ahead of its time. Like really laid out like a ton of shit that has like come to pass. Well, Everyone yeah. le- wears leather kimonos. Now. <laughs> the, yeah. Well, the notion of these like um, like corporate zones oh, yeah. that you know have their own specific laws and yep. cultures and you know more like it's very interesting. Those are the burb um, claves, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, I, mm-hmm. I am increasingly believing that Facebook is actually worse than the nuclear. Uh, weapon in terms of Chris, your straw is like very. I'm fucking it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I I truly believe that Facebook might be the worst thing human beings have ever invented. Yeah, it's up there for sure. Um, I mean, like on one hand, Facebook giveth, and on one hand, Facebook taketh away. You know, where does it giveth? What does um, it giveth? Well, it 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 allows a place to distract Mima and Pep Pep. Drum. Distract, yeah, I, and turn in them theory, into it people. Activates them, though. Well, I would say. I it, mean, it changes them. Um, no, I, I really don't see too many redeeming elements of it. I mean, I got off it like several times because get off Facebook. You guys yeah. gotta get off Facebook, man. It's well, that's evil. the thing is, everyone is. Get and so now, let me in. So why do you even want to be a part of it if they're not letting <laughs> yeah. me into the party? Van Morrison even has a song. Get off Facebook. <laughs> 
really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, he's he's like crazy. Isn't like, he like a like he, he's sus? Right? Oh, oh no, he's he, bad. He's way beyond sus. Yeah, he is a reactionary like freak. Well, they uh, all okay. turn, turn that way, right? Yeah, so it's like a um uh 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 Santana uh not not Santana but the um, I was gonna, Santana no like not Santana yeah no but the um the guitarist with that did with San- oh, this man. is just like the ocean <laughs> oh, no. oh Matchbox Twenty yeah <laughs> no no although um uh uh um what him too come on no but the the uh, the Smashing Pumpkins guy what? oh really yeah. yeah yeah he he's a big Alex Jones guy he he guessed he like guessed uh um hosts uh uh, uh info wars. Info wars. Yeah. interesting i did not yeah, know he's that done info wars huh. uh, uh, uh who there was a um one of the, guitar, uh, one of the guitarists that came, uh, came out against the vac it was like a, a vaccine uh truther guy very cool did you see that eve is eve six going to become the new lead yeah. singer for smash mouth is that happening yeah. for real that or is that a twitter funny. bit because I am totally so, so not. like this viral video. This video went viral of the lead singer of Smash Mouth being at like a a small like festival type thing, and him just being absolutely smashed out of his mouth. Like, so, <laughs> like, like so he was walking on the up. sun. He was walking on something. Um, he he, bro- he whatever do, whatever he was, he broke the mold. He tried to do like uh, all star, but it was like, hey now. <laughs> Get your game. Like, it was really <laughs> fucked up. And so then he like resigned as the lead singer of Smash Mouth. He's like, he's he like, can't take all the responsibilities. And so and... they asked Eve Six to do it. And Eve Six, if you don't know, has a killer Twitter account. And it's just like very, uh, way more like left radical than I would have anticipated. But yeah, I don't know. I can't tell if it's a bit or if it's real that uh, he's going to become the. Imagine. Are they still touring or something? Is like that an actual job? Like yeah. became, being Smash the lead Mouth? singer yeah. of Smash Mouth? Yeah, they still tour. That's how the video surfaced. They were Man, on a tour at a festival. I honestly cannot blame the guy. That guy for... has not aged well. No, oh boy. No. If you had he's to sing with All Star for like, what, 30 uh, years? Like, like 200 <laughs> times a year, you have yeah, to no. sing All Star. No, that, yeah, yeah. That, weigh, that weighs on you. Yeah, that. Yeah. that and like, who wants to hear the new work from Smash Mouth? Right? I, you know, I, honestly, I'm, I'm like, I don't even know if they made any, but just that sentence. Yeah. Is, How, have like, you have you heard the new album from yeah, Smash Mouth? From Smash Mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is why that man. But Smash Mouth is a great service to the meme economy. We yeah. should really be kinder to them. And Shrek. Also, yeah, and totally like you know my seventh grade swag. So yeah, thank yeah, you very much. Absolutely, I really appreciate that. I yeah. love. I love how during uh, the pandemic, uh, a little TikTok trend was. Um, taking the line, the year stop coming and they don't 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 stop coming. Dystopian, you know, like anthem. Very funny. Very funny. Eric Clapton. That was the guitarist I was trying to think of. Oh. He's fucked up? He is really fucked up. Really? Yeah, guy does not believe in that. didn't he? No. 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 It was Bob Marley. That's Bob Marley. <laughs> yeah, but Eric Clapton did a cover of it. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, he, he's been... No, I gotta fact check this, but you guys are fucking with me. Like, no, Eric Clapton he... lost his baby son from falling out of a like multi-story window, I'm pretty sure. Um, yes, he did a fucking cover of I Shot the Sheriff that was really good. Okay, okay. Well, well he didn't... I can't believe you guys are gaslighting me on this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, no, that I song... I can't say um, he invented it. I just... Oh, so, so said I said it. he didn't earn it. Oh, he didn't said, earn it. Oh, okay, earn that's fair. I thought you said invented. I don't know why. Sorry. That might be true. Is that a Bob Dylan song? I Shot the Sheriff? Yeah. 
Or is it a Bob Marley song? Bob Marley. Sometimes, Bob. sometimes they would like, I mean, write for each other. Oh my god! Look knows. at all this fucking on the spot uh, fact checking cha- requirement. Fact checking that I'm doing. I shot the sheriff. Like, who's it written by? Yeah, I'm looking. Lyricist Bob Marley, composer Bob Marley. Okay, yeah, that's totally Bob Marley's work. <laughs> I, good, good job, I, Bob. But Bob good, great job. I shot the sheriff. <laughs> I, I, I shoot the deputy. <laughs> You know, he did write all on the Watchtower. Yeah. Uh, but then. Um, and and but Lay Lady Jim, Lay. Jimi Hendrix did it better. So. Yeah. And yeah. so he was like, now it's a Hendrix song. Yeah. 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 Uh, Battlestar Galactica. Um, Man, we're all, all along, over all the along, place. All along the Watchtower. <laughs> yeah. Is that an episode? Uh, terrible rendition of Absolutely that song. Absolutely god There's awful. a whole plot line in Battlestar Galactica. Oh, they all just start saying the, the, the song, lines, right? The song, um, like, let's, like, Brings them to the conclusion that they're spoiler alert. Skip ahead five seconds if you don't want to hear this. Cylons. Oh shit! I yeah. sort of remember that. It's been yeah. a long time. But they're since like I the original that. Cylons. They're not just like regular Cylons. Anyway, wow, we've gotten very far afield. We have actual stories for you today. Yeah. Believe yeah. it or not, like the fact that I saw the new Dune movie. Oh yeah, that's yeah, a, that's a story. David saw the new. I liked Dune it. Movie. How how that was, was really uh, Timothy? Oh, uh, 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 stole the show. Just, and you very bravely so, announced so that you liked it on Twitter. And yeah. I have to say, these days, if you are, if you have the nuts to, or the ovaries to announce that you like something on Twitter, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was you brave. You are I was braver brave than moment. the troops by a lot. <laughs> I was very brave like, in that moment. You will get pilloried for liking the wrong media on Twitter. Yeah. Man, I, I had like the best dream the other day. And you know, like the scene at the end of Fight Club, where like they blow up all the uh, the servers the that hold the, yeah. mo- the money, yeah. and sure. everyone has mm-hmm. no yeah. money anymore. I had well, everyone a... has no debt anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, they're the same thing. But um, yeah, that's true. The 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 dream I had was that uh, all distractions from like each other and the real world like you know whether it be netflix or facebook or you know uh video games or whatever they all just permanently ended so i never get to talk to my mom again is that what you're saying well you know you got letters you got letters We're, we're just kicked hard back into a uh world without constant uh, entertainment flooding into Can all we of keep our pores because that's very useful to me. <laughs> yes, yeah, and, so, we'll, and the new Dune movie, I liked it. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll keep the NSA honey. I'm also rewatching going. Downton Abbey, so if you're going to take that yeah. away from me, then you and I are going to have a real fucking for once a yeah. real fucking political <laughs> division. All this anarchism versus communism shit. No, if you try to take Downton Abbey from me, you're done. We're done. <laughs> But yeah, like it was just the uh, it, it was beautiful because no, everyone nice sort of yeah. turned around and was like, "Oh shit!" and started fighting with each other all the time because they were bored with no entertainment. Yeah, cool. But, but even furthermore, they're like, um, "So this is this is the beginning of the the new world, right?" Do you know how many shitty stories we'd have to listen to if there was no entertainment? Like if we all had to sit around <laughs> a fire and just like tell stories. Yo, I am we so have about lost that. that ability. Like yeah, we but, uh, professionalized we, that to the extent that like none of us are good at it anymore. We could you, become like, so good though. Yeah, maybe. we'd be forced. It'll to. It'll take a generation, I think. Yeah, these things often do. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've been having a uh, a real normal one, uh, guys, uh, yeah. and. I you Oh know, yeah, same, totally. Very normal. Yeah, very normal. Um and you know, this is my dry month. So, I'm starting to uh uh 
Uh, yeah, you, you need to moisturize, bud. I mean, you didn't have to take it that far. A little, get little some hamstring. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, hey. I'm, I'm trying here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, just, you know, thinking a lot, like, looking at the news and everything and just being like, oh my God, like, we are so fucked. Yeah, you are raw-dogging reality right yeah, now. Yeah, we are. That is yeah, tough. We are. That is tough. And, uh, you know, just like, it's been making me think, you know, and right now I, I don't have any real, like, conclusions, like always. Um but it's just, you know, it's it's becoming clearly obvious that, like, uh, representational democracy in its current form uh, ain't it, chief. And uh, I don't really know what is. Uh, because I mean, I am of the firm position that if uh, every candidate was given a cap on how much money they could spend in an election and that money had to come from, like, a public trust, that we would have a much better functioning democracy. Because sure. that's, the, that's the reason that I truly don't believe that all politicians are just evil pieces of shit that don't want us to flourish. I, I do think that like m- for many of them, they have this, this very romantic notion that, yeah, they can take the money, but it won't corrupt them, that they can stay in office and do something good for their constituents. Then it just doesn't work because like 30 years later, you've spent 80% of your political career raising money for your reelection. And yeah, especially like, like the higher up you go within like the power and authority within our you know governments. Like yeah, I the, mean, like the state is the handmaiden of capitalism. I think that as long as that economic system exists, it'll never work. But I do think that it would improve things to a great extent. Uh, how much, like how much public- money... How much money do you think uh, uh, Major League Baseball gave Joe Biden to talk to the Pope? <laughs> oh, my God. This fucking thing where Joe Biden talks to the Pope yeah. is so weird. If you guys haven't seen this, I'm going to post a, a link to it in the show notes. But it's it's so fucking strange. Like, he does that weird thing that old men do where he holds your hand for too long after the handshake. Like, you can't leave. Yeah. We're, you're where finishing like, the story it, with it's, me. It's so uncomfortable. I hate when old men do that. Especially um, to somebody who's notoriously, like, the only time they ever lashed out and, like, broke the gentle character that they have is somebody, like, trying to hold their hand for too long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was actually a reason for that. She tried to kiss him and it's, like, some kind of I don't know. There was some weird papal reason for that, but in any event. Yeah, it's fucking super weird where he's just like telling this story of this black baseball player that's like very rambling and like he starts talking to the Pope and the translator doesn't at first realize that he's about to like have a a conversation with the So she like runs over to try to start translating. Very funny shit. We'll put in the show notes. Well, you know, um, he is a Catholic. Uh, so, you know, uh, he knows that the, the, the polite last words to say to the Pope, uh, is God God bless bless you. God bless you. Oh man. Because Joe Biden has the power to call upon the almighty Lord to bless the Pope. Yep. Yeah. Without that, he'd really be shit out of luck. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, things are looking up. The, the Pope's got the presidential blessing. Um. Nature is healing. Coalition of the willing. Yeah. We do have real stories for you. Yeah. We should get into them. Sure. Do we want to talk about Steve McLaughlin, friend of the show? Always. Always and forever. Steve McLaughlin, local sex pest, uh, executive of the Rensselaer County Legislature, who's going to absolutely just fucking stomp Gwen Wright in this election oh, really? on Tuesday. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. going to be very sad. He's going to absolutely stomp her. He's outspent her like, was it like three to one or something? I mean, it's, okay, like, it's the spending, a ridiculous amount of money. The spending is very, very strange. So, uh, um... Oh, Times Union, your app sucks. Why? 
Oh, I'm on the desktop, and trust me, friend, it is no better. Yeah, yeah. I pay Times Union for their content. Yeah, yeah famously like $3 to... a year, right? Well, <laughs> I don't know how much we pay because David has that one. Yeah, In No, no I think we, we pay a normal one for that one. The, I, yeah, it's just like... I, just, it's just unreadable. Everything about it is broken. All, 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 it's not even Times Union's fault. It's just like, all of it sucks. Okay, um, so... <laughs> This is just so incredible. So, um, McLaughlin came into the 2021 campaign year with $238,770. That is so much money for a county of our yeah. size for like, it's just, it's just an, okay. So, so who's got the deep pockets? Who really wants, uh, so, well, we're I, I, th- I think we're going to get to that. Yeah. Um, let's see. As of the October 22nd financial disclosure filings, um, McLaughlin has outraised right by $10,929 by receiving donations of $134,457 to Wright's $123,528. Right. So, uh, it, one of all, first of all, it is just like, Nor like ridiculous numbers going into no, but these, he like, has ridiculous campaigns. So, the, so he started with a shit ton of money, okay, and then okay. he even raised even more. Then he currently has a war chest of over yeah. two hundred thousand dollars, and he's already spent a hundred and seventy three thousand dollars. And last I looked, I uh, I don't know if this is in the um in the article or not, but last I looked, which was this week, uh, Gwen still has like seventy k. In the bank, she has fifty five thousand. Yeah, according to October twenty second campaign filings. Yeah, which is like it's it's it's. She ca- spent sixty eight thousand. Yeah. The election's yeah. Tuesday, it's, right? Yeah, yeah, the election is this Tuesday. Like, and you still have all this fucking money. Well, I, you want to save a nest egg for yeah moving forward. Yeah, I guess like, that's what that's what spend, Steve did, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you don't want to spend all of it yeah, if you have any yeah. hope for either continuing a campaign in the future or supporting some other campaign or right. I means you know this is why he's the big boss baby not the boss of the whole fucking county it is it is yeah well no, now let's really get to why he's the big boss baby mclaughlin this uh quote mclaughlin also big shout out to ken crow just he covers all he's, of rensselaer county he's amazing this I, guy, Ken crow is like yeah yeah i don't even want to ask him on the show because i feel like it'd be a waste of his time it would we're so far beneath <laughs> yeah, yeah. that i would be ashamed to yeah. ask him to waste his valuable time on yeah. our on our piddly podcast yeah uh mclaughlin has been handing out 1.2 million dollars in county funds and ten thousand dollar grants to fire departments ambulance squads five thousand dollar grants to veterans groups 1.3 million dollars in federal and county funds to pay county employees and bonuses and proposing a 10 percent county property tax cut which, uh, thank you for that, yeah, thanks, Steve, thank because you, thank that you, Steve. has saved us. That <laughs> has saved us almost as much as we are spending on the new library budget for Troy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> First time I ever had the opportunity to vote to uh, increase my own taxes was the library board vote. Yep. Really? It was nice, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. I voted no. Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, um, so he's um, uh, raising a ton of money. He's giving away a ton of county money. Uh, just like it, in his capacity as executive at just the right time to, like, for campaign purposes. And, yeah. and, well, and well, then on top of that, that's on top of all this is he, McLaughlin has this drive for 65 uh, um, campaign where he's paving 65 miles of county highway. <sighs> um, and uh, one, I've heard on good authority that all the paving is like dog shit. Like it's, it's a very bad job. Cool. Uh, so, um, but he's uh but then you go look at his uh tax filing or like his his uh filings for um 
campaign contribution. Fil- yeah. yeah, his campaign contribution filings. You go look at those, and it's like paving companies. It's from it's the just, developers like who he's hiring to do these just thousands of dollars from and his, paving companies. And his defense is, I haven't looked at my campaign filings in four years. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, sure, buddy, I believe you. Or that you're just like not paying any attention to who's giving you thousands upon thousands of dollars yeah, yeah sure yeah I, no I, I don't even look at our patreon i no. don't even know no. who's supporting <laughs> it. i don't even know how many we have i don't know how much money yeah. i make on it i have no idea yeah uh yeah the uh um and then like we tweeted out that's not in the article but we tweeted out a couple of days ago that like uh he announced mclaughlin announced that uh, they're moving the senior center the county senior center to uh the city station development and the next day the manager, the management company for that development, like gave him a thousand bucks. And if you're not from the area, City Station is a scam all the way down. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, RPI got a bunch of kickbacks from the company that they hired to oh, do that, it. That's a bonus episode. That we need to it. start writing these down. Oh, just a whole episode. A whole on, episode on oh, City Station. City Station and MPAC? Yeah. Hang on. Let me make a yeah, note of this. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put this in the parking lot. <laughs> we have a show notes document where we save like various things. Um, it's an insane discussion. document that will put us in prison. It, it is. It is getting, it, at the very least, unwieldy, and at the most, uh, cr- uh, incriminating. Well, th- thank God we trust uh, it with Google. Yes, because yeah, they, they are contractually obligated yeah, to not yeah. do evil, yeah. Yeah. and therefore we they will promise. stay free, free as uh, as the birds in the sky. Uh, uh, also on here, right? They. they uh, tap into the fact that you know the republicans have been taking over the working families party line including in the county executive uh slot where you have gwen wright and the democrats steve and the republican and then the working families party is sarah mcdermott who is just like a troy is, apparatchnik that a spoiler basically is, is a spoiler yeah. candidate who you know you heard it here folks exclusive uh i was uh i was walking in the uh griswold heights for uh uh marquita yeah and um which is a a, for those that don't know is a housing project uh uh, in the sixth district and uh sarah mcdermott's folks were following us putting her um work like fake working families party mailers at every door we put ours on and if you're not like up to speed marquita is running on the working families party line after losing her primary by By one one vote vote. to the democrat And so is like just running an absolutely killer campaign for winning on a third party line. And if it happens, it's going to be like the first time in like how long in Troy history since somebody on a third party won? I, I, I don't so, actually, I don't think it's been that far. Oh, okay. that long. I don't know. Either way, it'll be a very noble, uh, yeah. a noble endeavor. But yeah, I mean, it's like the, the what the Republicans have to, we're going to do probably next week, uh, apologies to our anarchist friends, but we're probably <laughs> next week going to do a whole like election breakdown on exactly how everything shook out because it's just been such a fucking wild And then wild as ride. promised, we're not going to talk about electoralism for a long, for time. A long time. A very long, 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 long time. God, am I ready to be done with these politics. I know. Yeah. I'm yeah. so sorry. Chris, that you've um, had to tolerate yeah, but, our uh, investment in this. But while we're on the topic, I'm I'm really excited about the progress I've been seeing on the the decolon campaign. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm no, seeing a lot had... of lines, uh, lawn signs, um, a lot of people canvassing my neighborhood. I have to um, say, Troy DSA has really turned up for decolon um, in a way that I am very happy to see because when we endorsed her 
um, we told her up front that like we're already supporting two other campaigns, you know, obviously Keanu for Troy, Marquita for Troy. And we were like, listen, like we want to offer support, but to be realistic, like we don't know how much people power we have but i've been very proud of troy dsa for how many people have turned out for both marquita and d um even though they were like later additions to our endorsement process i I met a a young uh, man who had uh come from albany from the youth dsa group to um canvas in my neighborhood yeah yeah uh uh you albany ydsa but one like awesome group of kids oh yeah they're great uh, i I wish i could take more adults yeah yeah I wish I could take more credit for anything to do with you, Albany YDSA, because I work there, but like just absolutely, yeah. I have absolutely nothing to do with it, and, but it's really, and it's probably good. And, and, uh, and it's, and it's great. And they've been working for D Colin, uh, Keani, Marquita a, a little bit. It's, it's been really good. So yeah, we will probably devote a very good chunk of our next episode to talking about that. And then I am Bliss. ready to be done with yeah. electoral politics for the foreseeable future. Um, so, yeah, that's what's going on with uh, Steve. And you know what? I wish him nothing but the worst. I run the fucking show around here. While we're talking about politics and electoralism, um, ain't it a shame um, about the uh, fact that even though the Democrats have all three branches of government, uh, representational government, um, under uh, at least ostensible control, they cannot get a agenda passed. You know, and they just dropped officially uh, child care yep. from the uh, reconciliation bill, uh, which leads us into, you know, this is a topic that we discussed a couple of weeks ago with friend of the show, Ashley, and... Now the Times Union has just published a piece that David uh, shared with us. That's me. That, that yeah, that's him. Um, about uh, parents in the capital region having just an impossible time finding affordable daycare. Yeah, and you know, like Chris, like I think, I, yeah, one of the big things about like why I think the um, Build Back Better you know uh, thing didn't was able to be picked apart so completely is that like all the media is about the like the the horse race politics of getting it done and not like what's actually in the in the fucking bill Mm -hmm. and one of the things that's in the fucking bill is like a lot of stuff about uh about child care now here um the uh app is not working okay uh (laughs) you said horse race but i think it's about horse trading at this point oh yeah right yeah it turns out that like a ton of people are there not to trade anything yeah and are actually there as representation or representatives of capital to stop any type of legislation that will help working people at their expense. And uh, again, it goes back to the funding issue. This is just about raising their coffers for reelection. Yeah. We're gonna have to put a pin pin in that because I'm not so sure it's really the funding issue. I think that there's like, you think it's more ideological than that? No, I think it's more uh, structural, which is to say like, I'm, you know, like I think, it is high time for us as a species to seriously take a look at representational politics and its limitations and come well, up with alternatives. But the funding is structural. I mean, yeah, the no, funding no, is like no doubt. the, the just, foundation of the structure because just, we live in a capitalist world. So. My point is it's just one mechanism that 
is uh, the is, it, we can easily point to as to how the capital can always uh, buy more representation than um, you know us. The notion that our our elected leaders can accept funds from private industry who they are not supposed to be representing is absurd. Like that's yeah, a, yeah, you yeah. know, a very rotten element of the core. Of yeah, and I'm just system. saying that I don't know if like campaign finance reform in and of itself is enough to. Um, break that power dynamic, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, I see um, what you're saying. Yeah, so the, part of the Build Back Better Act uh, would have been um, uh, defraying the cost of child care. Uh, it was estimated that the typical New York family of four with an infant in daycare could have saved $11,380 a year. Holy shit! Uh... Talk about a tax cut. Yeah. Like, fuck that, man. Fuck yeah. a tax cut. That's uh, um, wild. The, do, do we want to do an over-under of the average family? Um, the how, how much an average family is expected to pay for child care uh, per year? 15000 yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's fifteen thousand three hundred ninety-four dollars. Oh. <laughs> I win the yeah. over-under. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 well if we had done prices right. Really yeah. I guess lost. Chris, you could have yeah. done fifteen oh one. You. You know yeah. what? Uh, right. I, I'm just going to give this one to British. Oh, <laughs> she she hit it right yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. It's, it's fifteen thousand over fifteen thousand dollars a year. That's more than college. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. uh, and and that's that's what it's like in New York. And uh, a lot on more average. important than college. Yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you know what? I would happily pay more in taxes to support families with kids who need, you know, working families who have kids who need daycare. Like this yeah. idea that you know, like that 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 taxes going up is the reason to not do that is so like nearsighted and just myopic yeah in the capital region alone two hundred dollars a week on average for child care that's 200 bucks a week that's that's almost as much as my snack food budget yeah right i know yeah but it's like but it's like it's just like one of those things where like yeah i would be willing to pay more in taxes to defray that cost not because like i think it's the right thing to do although of course it is but it's also like by me putting in a little bit they definitely have to put in less, but then you all you just like get a better product at the end. Like I don't know, it just like seems like you we could have a more predictable, longer lasting, like better paid childcare system. We would also we, have we, like a more all, empowered all workforce because yeah. the less we know that the less people spend their time scraping and scrimping, the more they're able to put into like actual radical political movements like unionizing and stuff. So yeah. and and it also just like shows like how fucked up like labor prices are. They're like both too low and too high at the same time because like there we individuals have to pay for so many things like childcare but also rent. Right. And so like you, people can't live on like a, even a $20 an hour salary yeah. a lot of the time. And, and so, but then like but when you have something like childcare, so pay for a childcare yeah. organization. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the, all, right. all of the, all of those price signals are all fucked up. How about this? How about we unleash the innovation of the market? in a competitive bid process for a <laughs> private-public partnership uh-huh. to develop technological innovation mm-hmm. to a collectivized child's care program. Mm-hmm. What I'm talking about here are nanny bots. <laughs> and who I qualifies think, for these nanny bots, though? Because I don't want people who don't work to qualify for a nanny bot. If well, you're not working, why should the bot work for you? Well, I think, you know... Are the nanny bots on the blockchain? What we got to do <laughs> is we have to create a we have to heavily invest in um nanny technology research uh-huh and <laughs> 
than any center. (laughs) And I think that, you know, combination, blockchain, quantum computing. Uh, Obviously. um, AI. Yep. um, Metaverse. uh, Yes. uh, We're actually. What if we plug kids into VR? Listen. Okay. Hear me out. Okay. All right. Sit a child in a chair uh-huh. or maybe okay. in a small box so they can move around. Actually, no, small box so they can move around. Okay. Okay. VR headset. Okay. Uh, yep. Roblox. Right. All Ooh. day. Just all day. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Throw in yeah. some math, make them read a couple of paragraphs. Does you the box. yourself a full educational system. Does the box have holes for, to allow it to breathe? Um, yeah. 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 Okay. We, all right. No, we okay. Can afford, yeah. 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 I think yeah. we can afford holes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm. I'm I'm thinking that we're on to something here. Yeah. yeah. Um Governor it, Governor Hokum, get back yeah. get back to us. Let okay. us know what you think. No, I I got it, right? So it's it's a not maybe like a box, but he's like a box has like sharp edges, so it should be like a like a like a like a capsule, right? What or about like those a container. Big hamster wheels? Well, no, follow, follow me here, right? So it's like a container and like and then like you don't want them to hurt themselves, so maybe like you'd fill it with like this like with some sort of like gooey liquid. And then, and you could like, and, and they they won't even notice because they're they're on the VR thing, right? And then like, and because you know, like how kids have all that energy, right? You know, and they, they're just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but they're but they're going to be in this little pod thing, so you have to like harvest siphon. Energy. You have to yeah. yeah harvest that energy, and you could use that energy to feed the computer that's showing them the VR thing. Are we going to be just able like, to harvest the energy directly? Yeah, we yeah. We're, like we're just, we'll plug something directly something. into the back of yeah. their neck. Right. And we'll just like call this thing the Matrix. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I like it. Yeah, okay. I like but it a lot. Kids, uh, Could we call the it matrix. the the Meta instead? Yes, yes, okay. the Metaverse. Thank you. Yeah. Did, yeah. did you guys watch the video that Facebook yes. itself put I, out? I, I, I watched the whole thing. You did? Yeah, I watched the whole thing. That shit broke my fucking mind. Yeah. Uh, Zuckerberg barely even know her Berg. Damn it, the fucking toilet water is running over that, but I'm going to include it anyway. Sorry, yeah. listener, that you're listening to toilet water run. That's my fault. I peed in there. No, I peed it. No, I, then I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, one, the, the one that we're listening to. We shared the blame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. we ran a train on that toilet. <laughs> okay, tell me about this. Was uh, I watched clips of it, but I didn't watch the whole video chris did you watch I, the whole video i didn't watch the whole thing he does have as soon barbecue as, sauce on yeah. a shelf as okay. if that's a normal thing to put on a shelf so, so this is actually what i wanted to talk about about okay. the entire the thing sauce. Okay. It, 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 that's an example is that um throughout the video they gave these subtle references to How zuckerberg himself being like yeah every time there's like a meme where it's like what what the fuck is this guy about what they put the something references? in there. So another one was like he was like going through his different avatar choices. One of him was like the sunscreen faced yeah, 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 Tom yeah. McKay profile picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then there was a uh, and then like one of the whole product demos of a video game was uh, the hydrofoil thing, which is like the thing that he was on. It was like a fucked up. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that weird uh, little stand on. Sta- yeah, stand on. on a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's just trying to pump his investments in the meme economy, right? Right. It was like, well, that that's the thing, right? Is like there is this. Um, I wonder if that avatar of his face in sunscreen is an uh, NFT yet. Oh, <laughs> right. And sure. if yeah. not, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Oh, but but he's like. Um, He's doing the same thing that Elon Musk does now, which is, yeah, try to be, like, he obviously doesn't have the, I, I guess you can call it charisma, I, I something. Uh, Magnetism, sway maybe. Sway yeah. over incels um, uh, <laughs> and, and that, that, that Musk does, 
but but yeah, there is something to like because uh, Mark Zuckerberg also is still like the majority shareholder of Facebook, even mm-hmm. though it's a public trade publicly traded company. Much like Musk has, a, you know, all of his wealth is tied up in the equity of his companies. And but, that's why you can't just say that the rich need to just donate their money. Actually, because their money is actually it's not like he has billions of dollars. It's actually, <laughs> that it's tied up in <laughs> and it's not like you just expect. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's not true. Yeah, so, so the um, yeah, it's just like every once in a while, like Zuckerberg being the product and like implicating all the people that make fun of him actually into the the value of yeah, the yeah. thing that they hate. Yeah, cor- corporate like, personhood. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. like so. So there, there's mm. another couple uh, Easter eggs in this direction. Like you know, and he enters the metaverse after you know deciding to wear like just like. The same thing he always the same wears. Thing he always wears. Uh, he's floating around in zero G, and they're like, "Wow, some creator made this space for us." And he's like, "You know," uh, and they're like, "Oh, a nice avatar to like this robot who's like playing dealer on like a zero G- gravity um, poker, uh, game, poker yeah. game." And oh my god, what yeah. a fucking yeah. failure of imagination yeah. that yeah, is! And, right, and then yeah. he goes, oh, "I thought I was supposed to be the robot." Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just parody the satire. Like, good lord, yeah. these people do not deserve air. And so they get a call, and then they talk to this person who's like on the street, and they're like, "Oh, check it out! We just found this QR code for some AR like uh, street art." And they, and like, it's like the most anodyne, just like yeah, mishmash of like, yeah. blobs and stuff. Exactly, yeah. it's like the default background for like a Dell, and uh, it's, yeah, it's like, like moving. a woman blowing on a dandelion. Yeah, or something. and then it starts yeah. to like become transparent, and they're like, "Oh, it's disappearing!" And she's like. Don't worry, I'm going to tip the creator, and, and so we can watch it for a little longer. Yeah, and then like it, you know. It, oh my man. god! Uh, and, yeah, and in that moment, it's like yes, that's what you have to do for everything from now on. Is like you just have to keep stri- okay, like streams so, of yes. money to all yes. these different things to yes. experience literally it's Web anything. Web 3.0, baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, couple and, of good real life essays on uh, Web 3.0 and like the yeah you know subscriber the, yep bullshit yep. And um, so basically, like as uh, David has pointed out in his writings in the past um facebook literally wants to be the environment the air that we breathe you know like the the meta um and now they are uh at least seemingly whole hog investing in that direction and i've heard a couple takes on this one is that they know no one wants this and they know this is going to be a flop and that this is entirely to try to distract from all of the whistleblowing allegations and all of the media churn that's happening at the moment uh in regards to essentially how they profit off of the immiseration of people both on a personal psychological level as well as like on a mass political uh scale level um and uh you know like i don't know what to think about it other than um let's all just make a pact to completely ignore these fucking demons (laughs) and their fucking web services and like let's just fucking also i cannot recommend enough getting off of facebook like it really is the worst social media platform it's worse than twitter it's instagram is not good either but like i can't recommend enough getting off all of it just take a fucking break take like a year-long break i wish I, i mean i wouldn't mind getting off twitter but i don't really think it would be practical for me in what way because of my job Oh yeah, I guess. I somebody mean, I don't know. Somebody has to promote this shit, dude. Like somebody yeah. has to fucking. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Share I, it with people. <laughs> I, I will bite the bullet and get back on and do promo if you would take. Uh, yeah, I, it this off. is not the only podcast that I I'll, run. I'll like, fucking promo your other shit too. You know. I why 
would I? All I'm saying why is why would that, I make you do that? You hate it more than I do. But this is the thing: is that it's like this necessary evil, and we should be, you know, just like we should be helping out our friends with kids with like free childcare and stuff, like because we have this like social burden to like deal with this hellscape in real time, as well as to try to like alleviate the suffering of being in it. Um, I think we should be taking turns getting the fuck off of all of the social media shit. It really has done so much good for my psychological well-being, you know. Um, you can my take mood the today. TikTok from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? All right, when you're ready, I, l- let me know. All right, I will. Okay, we have... Uh, the, should we get on to Sex Pest Cuomo? Sure. Uh, Cuomo has, ladies and gentlemen, been charged... Uh, with a sex crime, we got him, folks. What is don't the worry, official he, charge? Is it? He's a... not going to jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't worry. worry about that. Do we know what the official charge is? Shit. No, he's too beautiful for uh, jail. What? He is a fucking like overripe <laughs> orange, or like a like a like a golden raisin. You yeah, know golden raisins. Yeah, yeah. Like he drank from the wrong grail. Yeah. So this is a misdemeanor charge. Of forcible touching. This is I, I. I was trying to in my mind place what accusation coming from the AG's report that this matches, and I couldn't think of anything because it's like a very serious fucking charge that he forcibly placed his hands under the blouse of an unnamed victim and onto her left breast. Forcible touching is the most ridiculous way of phrasing what that is. Like, yeah, but, right. I'm actually forcibly touching David right now. And David, how, how, how does this feel? Uh, you're, you're touching me very hard. Actually. <laughs> it's more like a pinch. It's more like a whole hand pinch. Yeah. That's, that's a forcible touch. Um, what they're describing is a sexual assault. Yeah. Um, According to the uh, Albany Sheriff, and sorry, sorry for <laughs> yeah, forcibly touching. Yeah, no, I'm reparations. You'll, you'll, David you'll hear from my lawyer. <laughs> um, so, according to the Albany County Sheriff's Department investigator, uh, specifically, okay, so uh, mild trigger warning. We won't be describing anything vivid, but uh, specifically, the victim's less left breast. Wait, hang on a second. I'm sorry. Okay, this is after saying that he forcibly touched this person. Specifically, the victim's left breast for the purposes of degrading and gratifying his sexual desires, all contrary to the provisions of the statute in such case made and provided. He's not been arrested. Which is pretty fucked up, I think. Yeah, basically yeah. the sheriff. Like we deserve a perp walk. Well, the sheriff's office said we're not going to do a perp walk. Like we're not in this to grandstand or like create a, Why a media spectacle. <laughs> well, because yo, they you know, put Blagojevich in fucking yeah. hard maximum security prison for like what twelve? He has nowhere years? near the swag of Andrew Cuomo, though. Like, come on. All I'm saying is that, like, putting a governor in penitentiary is not fucking without um, precedent. That's true. And, like, but Cuomo's, that, and that, Cuomo's a special case. I mean, that, his that guy, mother he, taught him yeah, to behave right. this way. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that guy was accused and under really shady fucking um, uh, testimony um, of selling a Senate seat. Yeah. This guy sexually assaulted people. Yeah, yeah, but he's also Italian. He's Italian. You gotta get. You gotta cut him some slack. <laughs> he didn't know any better. 
So yeah, we'll keep our eyes peeled on what happens with this, but um it is it is pretty funny to see like these, you know, these fucking this sheriff going after him like this. It's just so it's very big Steve McLaughlin vibes. It's very big like uh no, we hold the powerful um accountable when they are on the other team. I don't mean to sound like a lib when I say that. Yeah. I think Cuomo should go to jail. Well, no, yeah. I don't think anybody should go to jail. I think if people are going to jail anyway, Cuomo should be one of them. Yeah. I'm 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 here for the space elevator to the sun, you know? Yeah, for sure. Let's just let's just fucking I bet he wouldn't even survive it. the trip though. <laughs> what, to, no, probably to, not. The orbit? Yeah. I don't know. Did William Shatner just, just survive? He did. Yeah, they did do that. What? William Shatner went did the the Blue Origin thing. Yeah, Are you serious? Yeah, he yes. came back a sobbing oh mess. Yeah. He was like, "We're so fucked." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's he's officially the oldest person to go to outer space. Wow. Well, good for him. Um, which so- now I'm, I'm starting to think like going to space isn't that hard? Like if. No, like so on the expen- body, it's just like, expensive. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, not but if you're just going up high, but yeah. they're not going into space. But they're, even if they were, it wouldn't be like that much extra rigor on their body. Well, you know? G, I think the the escaping the Earth's gravity at G force levels is pretty tough on the body. That's yeah. what I thought. But then William Shatner did it. But they, he did. It, it's just Blue Origin. They're just going up high. They're not yeah, like escaping the Earth's rocket? gravity well. Yeah, but they're not. Is the, the point is like it's the G force necessary to escape the Earth's gravity well that is actually difficult on your body. So you think, like, this so you is think just the rocket goes slower? Ride. Does the rocket go slower? Uh, well, it. Hmm. I don't know, man. Ultim- is- oh, yeah, ultimately, it like the thing about getting out of orbit is that there's a velocity yeah. needed to to do it, um, and that the velocity comes through acceleration, which comes through force, which can either happen under a short period of time or can happen on a longer period of time. I'm pretty sure that the uh, force required would be a function of the duration of applied thrust. So if you needed to put somebody who is geriatric into space, then you could probably do it, but you would have, have probably... slower, right? Well, you'd have to go for longer. So you'd have to get That's up to thing. to the you'd have to get up to the velocity required to to leave the orbit. So in that way, you wouldn't have to go slower. You just have to apply the force required to accelerate yourself to that velocity over a longer duration of time. What so, is the difference between a longer duration of time and slower? Oh, that oh, sounds well, this is like my, the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I guess my point is that you have to reach a terminal velocity that would allow you. To, I totally to, understand to everything yeah. you just said. Low, We're one hundred percent sure. Low and slow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, gotta, exactly. Gotta, like. Get those yeah, old, like, 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 like yeah. a tough meat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, you know, old people are like tough meat. So you gotta go low and slow. <laughs> yeah, because, right. I mean, you know, hypothetically, the uh, the whole um, uh, space elevator thing, you could go at any velocity you want. Right. Which is to yeah, say... Yeah, and in six you know, months, you'll be in the moon. Yeah. Be pretty sweet. Are you, are you, are, are you in a rush? <laughs> you know, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Right. Yeah. I'm living life on easy mode. All right, we have two stories that we could pivot to now. And Let's do it. I wish that we could let the listener vote on which one we do, but we <laughs> yeah. can't. So we have. We uh, haven't built that technology yet. We have the Delaware Avenue, uh, very upsetting change in the road. Or we have um, uh, tens of thousands of people going on strike. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Let's do the strike. Should we yeah, do the strike? Let's do the strike. It, yeah. Long story short, with the road, though, they're doing some basic road work, and all these businesses are like, oh, I'm a business. 
but they really don't have any reason to be like, oh, I'm a business. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the long and short of it is that like small business owners rarely know what gets some customers and they seem to like have this like cargo cult mentality that lots of cars going <laughs> by description like lots it. of cars going by their business it's means how they get business is how they get business. But like, I don't know about you, but like I can barely pay attention to what I'm driving past because like, you're driving you're 50 driving. miles an hour down the road. You're yeah. not paying attention to what you're passing and thinking like, oh, let's yeah. stop it. Uh, uh, that thing I just the, went by. Yeah, <laughs> the job line. Yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. speaking of which, that was one of the tensions uh on our motorcycle trip is there, there were all these awesome food vendors but they had no signage mm. ahead of time they were like on the highway and everybody just took venmo but like you'd need to know that they were there so that you could decelerate it with Fast enough, enough time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and there was like no way to pull a ue on a lot of these highways so yeah yeah same problem with these businesses you know yeah, yeah the poor businesses yeah. just another and, example of them being like incredibly reactionary and like opposing even basic reforms to society at the mere thought of it affecting their bottom line yeah because this is just like reducing the speed in that that corridor and which would be great for a storefront yeah yeah it 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 reduces the speed reduces a a lane it takes a lane away puts that back in the pedestrian realm uh which you know pedestrians don't buy things yeah oh uh and on on this topic real quick not to try to get too off topic um there's a thing going on with the Green Island Bridge and the Green Island Mayor where I think that there's like time running out to take advantage of like $400,000 like state funding for an already planned um, bicycle lane like on the Green Island Bridge, you know, like the, uh-huh. the, the drawbridge uh-huh. uh, in Troy. And apparently it's just like because it's not, you know, the uh, idea of the administration on Green Island's front. They're just like, meh. They're just not going to let it happen, cool. um, which is frustrating, uh, especially because I've had a lot of uh, experience taking that uh, road as a bicycle commuter, and it is fucking Very treacherous. Yeah. Very, yeah. Yeah. yeah, someone died yeah. at that intersection. I remember there was, yes. a, there was a ghost bike there yes. for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I actually installed that ghost bike. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, the, um, the there was a, a man who died um, several years back, maybe like 10 years back or so um and uh but that was on the troy side Mm -hmm. but the green island side is equally dangerous in fact there's two huge problems uh with it one is that all of the um uh lanes are highway width which just psychologically causes people to drive at highway speeds it's like really simple psychology um and the other thing about it is that um there's like this uh on-ramp to a highway style yield lane coming onto the uh, bridge from um, the Green Island side. And a friend of mine was hit from the back by somebody basically like taking this egg, this on-ramp to this bridge um, at highway speeds and like looking over their shoulder while they were doing it, not looking in front of them and basically just rear-ended a friend of mine on a bicycle who now has like, problems with her spine even as a driver i avoid that bridge like the plague because it's just very unsafe feeling it also has that like triple split at the end yeah 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 Yeah, that's all all right so david tell us about this literal strike wave (laughs) yeah yeah uh so this uh comes to us uh at labor notes via um the real news network but we're gonna give you the labor notes uh link because labor notes um, this is by uh, Luis Feliz Leon and Maximilian Alvarez. Uh, Max Alvarez has a great podcast called the um, Working People's Podcast. He's really a great good. writer, too. Excellent writer. And you're about to find out because he co-wrote this. Can uh, you read the first sentence? It's really good. Yeah. And the, 
As the rich and comfortable stayed indoors and rode out the worst months of the pandemic on their Peloton bikes, workers around the country shifted into a different gear. I don't know why that reference to Peloton bikes is so <laughs> yeah. funny to me. Yeah, I mean, it is a good, it is a good uh, class yeah. marker there. And uh, and then they just like run through like pretty much everything that's been going on lately. And it, it's incredible when you put it all together. 10,000 farming equipment workers in Iowa, Illinois, Kansas, Colorado, and Georgia walked out on their jobs. Uh, joining 1,400 cereal workers at Kellogg's plants in Nebraska, Michigan, Tennessee, and Pennsylvania, as well as uh, 1,100 coal miners at Warrior Met Coal in Alabama, and nurses in New York and Massachusetts, and thousands more are waiting in the wings from workers in academia to healthcare workers at Kaiser Permanente in Oregon, California, and Hawaii, to film and television workers in the entertainment industry who averted a strike after threatening threatening to walk off the job and reach a tentative agreement, which will now be voted on. So, so I, this is what I always like about, uh, um, about Alvarez's writing. I, 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 I'm sorry to say, I don't know the other uh, author here, but um, th- this is something I, he, he always puts things into perspective that I really like. So um, here's the sobering truth. The discontent fueling the current uptick in strikes and protests is incredibly important, but that uptick uptick still pales in comparison to the 485,000 workers who went on strike in 2018 and the 425,000 in 2019 during a strike wave involving teachers in the states from West Virginia to Arizona, as well as workers in auto plants and hotels. Go even further back to 1971, when more than 5,000 work stoppages involving over 3 million workers occurred, and the comparison to today's strike numbers put the reality of labor situation into even starker relief. Tens of thousands of workers fighting back in 2021 is significant, but there are roughly 14 million union workers in the U.S. alone, according to the 2020 annual report of the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Basically, it's it's a big country, and we still have a long way to go. Um, so, Chapo just had on, in, in an episode titled Dear John Letter, fantastic title. I mean, like, they're really pretty yeah, good dear titles. Yeah, Dear D-E-R. That's, what, ha- that's R- what happens when you have a dedicated E-R. producer who can just sit for an hour and think of a title. But, <laughs> um, they had uh, Jonah Furman on, who also writes for Labor Notes, who had made the point that, like, you know, this pales in comparison to the strikes of old, even in fairly recent history. And it does make me feel... Uh, I'm glad that all these folks are like striving for, you know, some kind of like workplace improvements, but it also tends to feel like the left is just desperately reaching for victories to the point where we're like, no, 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 look at all these people on strike. Like, this is good. This is when, you know, the historical material fact of it is that we are currently facing some of the worst labor conditions in recent history with, you know, the pandemic and like this um, very like, well, I don't know, just fucked up labor landscape. And yet we're only getting these numbers. So it's like hard because like you want to draw attention to it and say like, this is a good thing. But at the same time, I think that there's a sort of uh, intellectually necessary acknowledgement that like, this is so, so much less than what needs to be done at this point. Yeah, they, they they do put in. Um, I, I I think the the, the article is a real roller coaster ride of emotions, right? Because like another thing that they that they uh, mention here is that you know um, it's not only uh, like classic like strikes or like 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 uh, union authorized strikes. You know, there's also just like a ton of people 
uh, just walking off the job, mm-hmm. uh, leaving, uh, changing jobs. Yeah, that's that, an element that's harder to measure. Yeah, for it's sure. really, really hard to measure. And also, like the labor unions, st- uh, um, the uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics um, doesn't count anything uh, over a thousand employees. Mm. so so there's there's also just like all those little things like when when the shop like everyone walked out once like we don't even keep track under a thousand yeah sorry under a thousand yeah Yeah, thank you oh yeah yeah so like you know like no no one even keeps track of that shit and there's also like a ton of just organizing efforts all across the country Mm. um from academia to food packaging where like attempts to organize and unionize are happening that are much harder to keep track of well, beats the shit out of posting, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know, man. Posting is God's work. It is... It, and this this article has a section called The Great Resignation that talks about uh, what some are describing as an unofficial general strike. Yeah, that that was... Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. This, yeah, this part is, is, is really good. Where, you know, and, and you know, they do mention, of course, like the, you know... Why not throw in the towel? Because, like, you know, the wealth of the you know the, it, workers are more productive than ever, and they get fewer and fewer They're, bits yeah, of of what they relatively make. Relatively less paid. Than, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but um, but yeah, there's a um, an unofficial general spri- strike. Some thirty million U.S. workers have quit their jobs from between January and August. And this is like worth that's noting. a shit ton. Yeah, and it, we talk. How we many talk million? About this? Thirty. 30 million. That's a tenth of the population. The general population. That includes children. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. what, like, you know, uh, let's be conservative and say 15% of the working population. Like, that's very conservative, yeah, I yeah. would say. Yeah. Jeez. Um, and, like, this is such an important reminder of the difference between collective and individual act- action, right? Is that, like, all of these workers can radically alter the workforce. They're not all just leaving, right? Some of them are going to find different jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But, like, the difference in terms of uh, public attention, maybe even effect between individual and collective action in these terms is, like, really fucking striking when you hear those numbers. Like, yeah. Like, what do you think would happen if 30 million people were involved in an organized labor strike? Yeah, I mean, I, the country would shut down. Yeah, yeah. We would probably people would probably die from it. Yeah, depending on what industries went on strike, but like, yeah, it would be. Uh, all I'm saying is standstill. Yeah, like the global me, economy would would feel the effects of 30 million Americans on labor strike. Imagine if it was over, say, a um, passing a spending package to survive the 21st century or like, or a federal minimum wage increase yeah, or yeah yeah, yeah I th- you know i mean one of the one of the many many problems with like or or difficulties standing in the way of making that happen right is not only uh is capital that much more powerful but also you know lots of firm lots of firms hire fewer people right so if unions are about organizing people within a firm then like it becomes harder as more firms have fewer people in them does that make sense yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, so what i'm picking up is you're 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 now an iww you're wobbly yeah no i mean yeah but i mean I, like I it like is the wobblies yeah, the wobblies, yeah. yeah well, we have wobblies that are friends of the show yeah yeah, sure. yeah. shout out to toffee yeah uh, you know i was just thinking in general that the, you know like uh uh if you know you had john deere ford 
and IBM. You know, it's like it's like all like care, having yeah. having most of the employees. You know, then like that's one thing. But then you have and, you like know, forty the, different companies. One and, of the things they mentioned in this Chapo episode about specifically the John Deere strike, which is very interesting, is that one of the things that John Deere as a company was trying to do was to segment their worker population into. Um, uh, ranks according to how long they oh, yeah, worked yeah. there and to, Tears. to reduce and even eliminate benefits like pension and retirement funds and such uh, so that if you would work there for X amount of years, you would get the deal you were promised. If you worked there for another amount of years, you would get a little less. If you were new, you would get practically nothing. nothing. This like strategy to divide and conquer the labor force has been really fucking effective. It's always yeah. been effective throughout the entire labor history of the United States, but now... At a time when we're faced with even more bureaucracy and these like impossible, inscrutable regimes under which you can get X, Y, and Z, but only if you did, you know, A, B, and C, it's like, it's really, uh, it's an effective tactic if it's not uh, met with significant resistance the way that it's being at John Deere. I just saw this thing that was like somebody who was working in like a some kind of element of the hospitality industry. I don't know what it was. And their boss decided to start a tip pool that he would uh, dole out according to what he thought was appropriate. And his excuse was that he was having to hire on new workers that were being, he had to hire them on at a higher wage, hourly wage than workers that he already had. So his idea was that he would instead just start diverting a tip pool, which again is paid for by customers. So this is not money that's coming out of the actual business where the boss is profit. And that to offset any possible disgruntlement on the part of the employees for hiring on new people at a higher wage, he would instead just start like doling out cash tips to people as he saw fit. So like this is a instead of just giving raises to the people. This is an incredibly like convoluted, bizarre labor landscape that I think the likes of which this country has never seen. Yeah. yeah. Everything is just so twisted and overly complicated so, because of these different job designations and But I also I also I also though want to like like really highlight how disgusting like like how uh, uh evil <laughs> right it is that like yes. well that you'd like go back to the john deere example right like you're in a boardroom and the idea is we're gonna pit the older folks who need who've been expecting and planning the rest of their life for this pension that they're supposed to get right and we're gonna uh pit them against the newer people that are supposed to replace them by saying that like you get to keep the pension that you were expecting only if the new people don't even get a chance at what you got sorry this is just the economic reality that we find ourselves in yeah yeah, the the rate of profit being diminishing you know but keep in mind a lot of these guys are in some of these industries like manufacturing with places like John Deere, a lot of these old guys are expecting that their sons will work the same jobs yeah. or that the young people in their lives, the people in these like smaller towns where there are more tight knit communities. I think that that's one of the reasons that the John Deere strike has probably been effective in the face of this kind of um, attempt by management to fragment them is that like for these guys, some of them, they're like legacy careers, the same way that rich people send their kids to the same universities that they went to. Like these folks see these as careers that are stable for the community long term. 
Yeah. And I think that that's been helpful in some cases. Yeah. That yeah. it's not just them against these undeserving millennials and Zoomers, but that's, rather that it's uh, like they're, you know, kids and nephews and... Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Is that like? Oh, I'm sorry, I, I stole it from. Well, no, no. Is it, I have well, a bad well, habit of that. Yeah, well, no. It's just the idea that um, uh, gotta like like all of us have made extremely funny jokes about like boomers and zoomers and millennials, right? Like the the generational uh, divide is 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 fun to talk about. It is funny uh, a lot of times. The memes but, are are crisp. The, They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same, but also like you needed incredible cross generational solidarity oh, for something yeah. like. But like John Deere, really, but really, like any you know, like any kind of uh, long-standing labor organization is going to have, if it did it right, you know, like people with like different stages of their of their life, yeah. and yeah, and like, and, and they always get separated against each other. And like historically, so, when you had like Smith and Smith's son, like you know, <laughs> fucking like actual crafts that were passed down through generations, yeah. that solidarity was a lot harder to break. So y- there's been a lot of craziness in the um the economy in the last year or two like one of the things we've covered in the show is sort of the inflation to absolute absurd heights the valuation of certain large corporate and uh into you know entities um tesla just jumped into the trillion uh valuation uh club and we love to see that for them and i love that it and we we had covered lightly but it's covered way better in a bunch of other podcasts to be completely honest like ch- check out the Don't um, say that. just check out the uh no. what's it called the most boring show on earth um which is the, the lamest, the, the show, lamest on show on earth yeah, which so. is the trunon uh podcast the uh version of getting into tesla they just did a really great deep dive oh, over so three uh, episodes and essentially they basically make the case that Tesla and Elon basically faked it till they made it, which is to say it becomes so uh, integral into the valuation of um, money in general um, that they are, in fact, too uh, big to fail. Uh, Like the entire global economy will essentially collapse if the the true valuation of what they can bring to market is uh, taken into account. And this is an incredible opportunity for labor, like, which is to say, like, Good luck, because I think organized crime is also heavily embedded in this organization. But um, imagine what would happen if, you know, a a car company that, you, to despite the fact that they only produce 1% of vehicles, is worth more than the rest of the auto industry combined, were to all unionize and demand a fair share and safer working conditions and all these things. This entity couldn't actually fail. Like the global well, economy, the capitalists so of the world would like make sure it doesn't. I don't know. Tesla has so few employees, proper employees who would be accepted, who would be recognized. But all I'm saying is that the, the, I don't know te- that striking could hurt Tesla. Like my, it, like my, materially. My, my point is that like yeah, striking would. When a company is built up by the capitalists that run our global society as too big to fail, it's too big to fail. Which is to say, like, if you guys successfully organized within it, then you're along for the ride. <laughs> like, you are too big to fail as, you know, uh, like, entities within this. And, yeah, yeah maybe, it's, like, yeah. wicked uh, difficult. And, like, yeah, who knows what uh, these monsters are capable of. I they have of, enough, but... like, I, what would happen at a work stoppage at Tesla? Like, 
oh no, more shitty cars that no one buys would not make it off the lot. The point like, is, what would happen the point if is Tesla's they, workers struck? They could threaten to lower the valuation of the stock. How? Workers don't. Workers can't control the valuation of a stock, especially if it's all made up in the first place. Well, that's the thing is it's a Ponzi scheme. So the idea is they could threaten to make capital flight from the Ponzi scheme. Unless the board of directors like strikes from tesla i don't see how workers could have any real impact on it they don't make anything they make fake stuff yeah and my point is that speculative investors went on strike oh no are they not gonna work (laughs) yeah i yeah maybe i don't know know. i mean you could be right though you could be totally right i don't i don't like you know have a good enough sense of it but i i think that labor workers value has been degraded to the extent that it's even hard for strikes to be as successful as they used to be because we don't shoot pinkertons anymore Mm. <laughs> we, also, we used to mm. we used to shoot Pinkertons in this country. <laughs> we at least used to throw rocks at them. But, you know, check out uh, the uh, first series of reaction for yeah. more on that. Home, homestead strike. Yeah, homestead strike. I'm just the the point is we need a podcasters union so that I can because <laughs> honestly, like the Na- National the, Writers Guild, the amount of money that like Google and Apple and Stitcher and Spotify and all these platforms make off of what we produce is more than we will ever make. Oh, like, absolutely! Very yeah. directly, yeah, yeah. like the stuff, the 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 labor that we put into our podcast, the labor that I put into my other podcasts, like far outstrips what i'm sorry i didn't mean to get serious about a podcast union, but we should unionize it would be yeah the, no the national writers guild has a a, a campaign for a podcast oh really yeah. yeah oh well that's pretty cool well we should do it sure because if we were to just unionize stop making podcast podcasts like today until apple and google were willing to give us a cut of the money yeah. they make off of our enterprise it'd be just like my dream yeah it would be just like your dream no distractions and no one would be Bog allowed to reality. buy podcasts for days, <laughs> yeah. for days on end. The left might collapse if they lose their podcasts for too long. <laughs> um. Okay, I think that brings us sort of to the end. Yeah. Do we want to do? Do we want to do BJ Novak as our wildflower? I, th- I think so. <laughs> Let's do, do it. Do we want to do? <laughs> So the, the, this this wildflower is not necessarily um, a reason to uh, to have hope uh, for the world at all. Uh, it's it's just it's just funny. it's just heartwarming, it's just wacky, and, and wacky. Yeah, yeah. Da- I think David Zany. David found this yeah. one. Bj Bj Novak's face is on products worldwide. He's not sure why. And so I I didn't know the name and face, but yeah. I knew the face. And this is the guy from the Office, um, Ryan Ryan yeah. from the this Office. This is Ryan from the um, Office. And so what's the backstory on this? <laughs> so um, he, uh, someone chose his picture and uploaded it a few years ago to a website that's like part of the public domain, like like a public, like public domain, domain registry. Fi- yeah, registry. photos. Was yeah. this like with yeah. his permission? Or? No. no. Okay. No. no. Uh, and, and, and so somehow it got caught up in like, I guess, wherever um, companies look to find uh, unlicensed like art to put on packaging Their advertisements and packaging yeah and so like uh there's just like it's like Ur- <laughs> like cologne in sweden and like Ur- like a uh, in uruguay there's like some face paint like like <laughs> this is like the same this is like the simpsons uh fishbowl yeah they have, yeah. Uh, yeah homer's head on like the uh the, on the cereal pack- or yeah, something yeah, yeah. Yes. 
but it's BJ Novak, and it's like on something called Encounter, and it's like, <laughs> or or he's got like the the, Ur- the Uruguay's like this, flag on his face. This, this the poncho is the funniest one. Yeah, I mean, but it's... most but mostly because it's called Wet Protect. <laughs> Wet protect. Yo. Yeah. Yo. But mostly he attacks. I don't know if BJ Novak can <laughs> yeah. protect against wet. He yeah. might be an instigator. I mean, yeah. look at this man's jawline. Yeah. Does he ego stack? <laughs> the one for actually I think the one for the face paint is the funniest. Yeah. Because it's all the same very stoic, like uh like half it's what do you call this smile? It's not a smile, it's like a it's like a knowing look. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, it's so ill-fitted to so many of smirk. these things. Like yeah, the, it's a smirk. It's kind of a it, smirk, it, but it's like less than a smirk. It's like a smirk. Um, <laughs> but like, it's so Kirk. out of place on all of these advertisements, which is what makes it so funny that they chose them. The razor one is fine, but the face paint, the smock, the the cologne one is okay. Yeah. It's just, he looks like a... My man's an icon. He, he looks like a sketchy first cousin who's like always been a little attracted to you and flirts with you at barbecues and stuff. Whoa! I don't. I don't have that first cousin. Just a. I definitely. That's not a first cousin that I have. Uh. So there was. Uh, one, there was yeah. There, yeah. There was one time I was in like a mall or something, and I got introduced. Um. I was like a little kid. I was like probably just starting to think girls were really cute or something. I was like 11 or something. Aww. And uh, I, my mom... You didn't think girls were cute before 11? Well, no, no. You know, uh, they were there to oh my gosh, get in fights a, with... I had a boyfriend the, uh, in fourth grade. Oh, wow. I guess that was 10. Wow, so, I wow. Mean, yeah, no, that was 10, 11. So, I mean, that, no, that's normal. Sorry. Yeah. But, Carry but, on. But my, my mom, like, ran into this other, you know, mom with her daughter, who was like the same age, at like the mall or something. And um, I remember just being like, oh, that girl's like really cute cute and like you know i'm like sitting there by my mom's side and then i find out that I like it's like a long lost relative that i like never met uh, <laughs> i was like ooh, I, I had a this is a secret don't tell anybody Ironweeds listeners i had a crush on my cousin when i was a kid oh yeah yeah like a a, a sort of maybe situation from arrested development he he didn't live close enough for it to like you know matter it matter yeah at all but like uh i saw him when my mom and my stepdad step dad got married and we were like 13 i was like 13 and he was 14 and i just thought he was very cute and but i knew that like that was not acceptable yeah. but we did get drunk on leftover wedding booze and <laughs> that was pretty fun <laughs> <laughs> this podcast does a judge yeah you know i don't really even think yeah, first no, cousins pro- are yeah. the ideal arrangement in many cultures all around the world there's no concern about genetic like degradation for first cousins so think it's about it not right, a real thing. no harm no foul no harm no foul muslim people have, <laughs> muslim people have married first cousins for like that like over a thousand years and it's really not proved any problems so. yeah so if you are um, go for it if you're a listener <laughs> and you got a thing to your first cousin bang, don't bang fucking, your cousin you know on this show we we try to not let uh social norms dictate what's acceptable and moral too much because yeah. So anyway, BJ Novak um, uh, has some legal recourse uh, that he could take, but he says, quote, I am too amused to do anything about it. Yeah, plus, you know. And that is so endearing to me. Yeah, for real. That Can't a buy that celebrity, kind of, uh... a minor celebrity, but a celebrity, allows his image to be used in this way, and oh. it's just like, eh, mm, whatever. it's fine. Yeah. You know. They just love know. The Office. 
like who doesn't? They're just fans big of fans of yeah. who yeah. doesn't. Ryan was a little shit in the office. I don't know why anybody would want to market off of Ryan in the office. He's got a good but... smirk. Well, he was also an entrepreneur. <laughs> Remember Wolf? He was. Yeah. <laughs> I am so. I'm such a basic uh, woman slash bitch. I love the office. I love pumpkin spice lattes. I even drank the Bud Light pumpkin spice uh, seltzer. It was really good. Golden Retriever. Not good enough to buy it again. But. <laughs> Golden Retriever. Oh, yeah. No, I am. Uh, I don't use my Instagram anymore, but if I did, it would be everything Bo Burnham said. All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Iron Weeds. We hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. You are going to be hearing this episode. If you listen right when it comes out, you're going to be hearing on Monday evening. Um, but, you know, if you like live in the area and um, you are hearing this before the end of Tuesday voting, I just want to share a couple of. We're getting out the vote. That's what we're doing right now. I, I just want to share a couple of um, um, uh, recommendations from Troy DSA for how you should vote, because we did compile a voter guide. By we, I mean other people. I didn't really have the time or the energy to do it. There are a few really important proposals on the... So if you live anywhere in New York State, this is relevant to you. There are a couple of really important proposals, including expanded access to absentee voting um, that are worth your time. Um, for county executive, uh, for Rensselaer County, <laughs> Gwen Wright. Gwen Wright's going to lose, but you should vote for her anyway. Uh, Justin Foster and Coon Coonrad. Oof, yeah, uh, you should, yeah that's a little that's... sus. But you should vote for her anyway for family court judge. Um, these are all just recommended candidates from Troy DSA. They're not endorsed candidates. Are uh, endorsed candidates? It, candidates. If you live in District One, that's I think exactly one of you, which is Chris Scully. But if you Ooh. happen to be not Chris Scully and live in District One, vote for Adam? D. Colin Charleston. Adam lives in District One. I think it's yep. safe to say Adam will vote for D. Colin. Um, obviously, District Five, Kiani Conley Wilson, who we've had on the show. Um, District six, six, Marquita Edwards, who is really just killing it. A um, couple of others: Peter Grin, Cynthia Dora, Nina Nichols, Alex Flood, who is an endorsed candidate. I'm going to post um, the link to our voter guide in the show notes, and it's also on our uh, Twitter. Uh, it is account. on our Twitter. I've retweeted DSA's uh, tweets yeah, about it. It shows you which working families party. Uh, candidates are just lines stolen by the Republicans. So who to vote to, who not to. When I first moved to Troy and I didn't really know the political uh, scene yet, I voted full working families party line several times. Um, probably for the first like four years that I lived here. I just didn't know enough about the, so don't be duped. Don't just vote third party because you uh, trust third parties to manage who's on their ballot. You should not. They are often quite in fucking competent at doing that. So yeah, check out the voter guide if you're if you're in the area. Please vote. You know, it, maybe it'll do something. Who knows? And I think that that is about it for mm-hmm. this episode. Um, thanks so much for your listenership and your support, and we love you. And you can follow us on Twitter. Ironweed Spot. You can follow us on the Instagram, which is evil, and you should get off it, but we're not, so follow us on Instagram. Ironweed Spot. And send us an email, as always, why don't you, at ironweedspod. At gmail.com. Happy spooky season. We love you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
want to play some political fucking hardball? I'll show you political fucking hardball. 